0: So welcome to the second part of the, rather than calling it a series, I'm going to call it Journey. So just welcome to the second part of the journey as we're exploring about the gifts of the Holy Spirit together. And I was, we're going to just read the um, chapter that will be the basis for most of what we talk about, um, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Is this coming on? Yeah, cool. Now, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray by mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everything, it's the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same spirit, and he distributes them, To each one, just as he determines. And during this week, I was just reading one of the Psalms. And in the Psalm, the person who'd written the Psalm, he, he, he was sort of lamenting and getting distressed because he couldn't see God at work like God used to be. And he was like thinking back about all the things he'd heard of, of God's power, of God's miracles, of God doing things amongst his people. And he was saying, why isn't God doing it now? The people don't think of us as irrelevant, the people around us think of us as, as irrelevant, the, the, the people around us don't know that the, there's a God of power. Why isn't God amongst us like he used to be? And as as I was reading that, I just started thinking of some of the stories of the past that we hear about both in the New Testament and then through the early church history of where you hear of amazing outpourings of God's Spirit, about people's lives miraculously changed by the power of God, supernatural healings. And you look down through church history and there are many, many stories of times where it seems that God did amazing things. And then even if we look back in our own lifetime, I'm sure many of us can recall things that God has done in the past, or, or things that we've heard about, for example, things that we hear about in other parts of the world, for example, or in the past in our country, where we hear of God's supernatural power. And there was something in me that just stirred up and said, God, show us your power again, show us, demonstrate your power again amongst us at Hope Church. Let us see a demonstration of the power of your Spirit. That's what these gifts of the Spirit are. They're they're, they're power demonstrations. All of them have power demonstrations of the Holy Spirit. And there was part of me saying, God, do it again. Do it amongst us. Let us see real examples of of that. And then I was reminded of the, the picture that we saw when we preached last time, and, and I just remind everyone what that picture was it was like there was this white cloud sitting, uh, sitting above us. You see, sitting above the granary, but above, that was symbolic of us as a whole church because buildings are, are, are tools. And it was like there was like a white cloud, and the white cloud was the presence of God, and it was sitting right, right, right above us. But then every now and again, there were like little wisps of that little cloud that would come down and would just sort of drift amongst us and we'd get a little taste and a touch and then it would almost like be gone again. And and in the picture, I was saying, God, why isn't the cloud here amongst us all the time? Why are we not experiencing that cloud? And I felt God say, the Holy Spirit say, all you have to do is ask. It was just really simple. Just ask. And then, in the in the picture, it's like, I asked, and the cloud came up upon us and amongst us, and we were immersed in the cloud. It wasn't just little wisp, we were immersed in the cloud. And then it was almost like, tangibly, you could just feel, reach out into the cloud and just take one of these gifts there. Healing, miracles, tongues, prophecy. And they were just there in the cloud, just to be taken. And I just felt the Spirit was there. And I've got a talk this morning, and we've got some stuff, but the beauty of having, doing a series is if we don't get it all covered, we can carry it on in the February one. So I, I just thought, how about giving the opportunity right now, here, to ask the cloud to come amongst us, yeah? Um, I'm up for that. I don't know if anyone else is. And let's just ask him. He said, yeah? And there's a couple of types of prayer in the Bible that don't get answered. One of them, a long, waffly, windy prayer. That's what Jesus says. Don't be like the pagans thinking if you keep going on and on and on, on, then God will answer it. So keep it simple. And the other type of prayer is, is if we actually are not engaged with it. We don't believe, we're just disconnected with it. You know. So if anyone here is up for a simple prayer, to ask the Holy Spirit to come and... You believe in your heart that God wants to give you some of these gifts. I'm just going to pray in a second, and I just ask you just to join with me however you want to. We're not going to, there's going to be no hype here. I thought about getting everyone to stand up. I thought, no, there's going to be no hype. We're just going to, let Holy Spirit, come. Yeah? And what I'd like, like us to do is we just invite the Holy Spirit to come, and then I'd just like everyone just to quiet their hearts for a second and just begin in your heart just to sense God. Yeah? after a prayer, just begin to sense God. And then when you sense God, just expect him to drop into your mind one of these gifts of the Spirit. And when you just sense that, just either physically or just in your mind, just just reach out into the atmosphere and just take it for yourself. So all we're going to do is be really simple. We're not going to lay hands on anybody or do anything weird. We're just going to do that. And I then just expect over the next days and weeks and months to start experiencing that. And if anyone isn't actually sure of one of the gifts to take, we heard Isaac share about John being ill. So I don't know about you. I'm going to take a gift of healing for John. Yeah. And and the thing about the thing about gifts gifts are that they work in different ways. And Jesus didn't always heal people when they were the, the, literally in front of him. So we don't have to. We can take that gift. We don't have to actually go to wherever John is and pray for him. We can just take that gift now and just. Ask the Holy Spirit just to send in that gift of healing. That's if you're not sure of one to take. So let, I'm just, let's just do that now. Holy Spirit, will you just come? We ask you very simply that the cloud of your presence will just fall upon us on Hope Church. Amen. Amen. Okay, that's just as... Simple as it was. And so I didn't want to do anything that was really hypey or anything like that. Just as simple as that. And I just encourage you, when you're on your own, just ask the Holy Spirit to come. Simple as that. doesn't involve anything more than that. In whatever way, it is. as simple as that. So, what we're going to do is we're going to just, just start on today's talk. And today's, the title of today's talk is is that there are different kinds of, of gift, but the same spirit. In our New Testament, we talk a lot today about diversity. Well, that God is a God of diversity. Different, kind, different kinds of gift, but the same spirit. And we're going to just pull up that diagram that we ha- ha- had before. And we're just going to say, this is what, today's talk is going to be about. It's about these kind of different times of gift, and we're just going to introduce them today. We will spend sessions on each particular one where we really go into it and look at how we can dig into it, but we're all just going to just look at how there's a diversity of gift, because sometimes we can get ourselves locked into a narrow way of thinking, and today's talk is actually about expanding our thinking and thinking that God is far bigger and there's far more diversity than, than just our own narrow way of thinking sometimes. And so what I'm going to start with is, is just by looking at that to start with, and lo- looking at that diagram there with all the natural talents, gifts of spirit, people gifts. And even though this series is about the gifts of the spirit, the things that we le- read about in, in Corinthians, and it's essentially about what we would call the supernatural aspect of the Christian faith is I just want to just blow that myth out to start with really because that in itself is actually a bit of a false narrative because um, that actually, that kind, of, that kind of narrative that sort of puts those kind of things into that box and say they're the spiritual side of things and then these other natural sort of stuff, that's, that's somehow completely different. That actually doesn't come from Christian thinking. That actually comes from Greek philosophy. Because the, 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 the Jewish Christian-type tradition is, is that God's in everything. That, that all gifts come from God. That he is in all things. He's in the, he's, he's in the earth, he's in the weather, he's in the that what we call the spiritual side, the natural side it's all God, and he's all within it all, so there actually isn't a separation in in Christianity between natural type of stuff and these what we call gifts of the holy Spirit they're different categories of gifts, but they're they're all breathed upon and potentially from god um and in actual fact, the, the whole separation thing, I say, came from type of Greek-type Greek um, philosophy, not Christianity at all. In actual fact, there was this, this heresy that got about in er, er, early Christian times called Gnosticism, and that was almost that the whole spiritual side of things was far more important than the natural side of things. Therefore, you had to starve your body you know, treat yourself badly in order to let the spiritual side of things that was much more significant come out. And that was actually a heresy. It wasn't from from God at all. So we're not going into that way. And then um, also, when we look at these gifts of the Holy Spirit, um, these type of things that we've described, um, in actual fact, these supernatural type things... <laughs> We're also part of pagan worship as well, well that 's a bit of a shock isn't it but Because in actual fact, the beginning of 1 Corinthians there says well the way you can tell the difference is, is that if they're, if they 're from the holy spirit they 're under the lordship of jesus and it 's jesus that's that 's made Lord, not something else and so even that side of things to see is you know if you go into sort of new agey type stuff and that you 'll see Similar type of things that that we talk about demonstrated. They they, they come from a different source and a different spirit, but they 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 can look quite similar. Um, so so in actual fact, they, 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 what we're talking about here is something that's far bigger and a far greater crossover. Yeah. So it's just everyone with me there because I say that's isn't what some people you often hear talked about. But I just wanted just to sort of. Blow that open a little bit and say that this separation between the spiritual side of things and the natural side of things just it will help us as we move into the other stuff through the series to kind of blow that one open to start with, really. So I'm actually going to start now by looking at what the natural, natural gifts and talents part of that circle. Because it says in James that all good gifts come from God. And those, when we talk about our natural gifts and talents, they're seeded at birth. And so I just want, want you to imagine uh, a newborn baby. There's this newborn baby. Imagine, maybe it's yourself. Imagine yourself, you're a newborn baby. Or or, or maybe it's at someone else's newborn baby. That baby it, it itself just, you know, it cries, it takes milk, it, 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 it doesn't have a lot of natural it's not performing anything particularly significant it's just a, a baby and yet seeded in that little child seeded in that little baby are gifts that god has put within it you know you just look at a little a little a little child and whatever it's However that that child is brought up, there'll be things that are just natural to that child. If you have more than one child, you'll notice that just without any difference in parenting, they've, they've got completely different sets of gifting and talent and skills. And they begin to develop, and they're seeded there at birth. And as a Christian, yes, there's DNA, and we understand all that, but we believe they're part of what God has put within that person. And each one of us have got those talents and seeded. Those are things that the way God has has made us to be. And all for all sorts of reasons, a lot of a lot of, a lot of us don't fulfil those and work those out. And, and and we will spend one session on actually looking at why for that and 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 praying for one another about things like that. But just for now, just think of each each of us has been this amazing combination of gifts and talents and, and some of us have less than others you know some have different I mean Jesus told a story about that so you know it's not but all of us have something that's within us that's unique that God has put within there and what we do with that what we do with that and how we use that is important as a follower of jesus because particularly in in the west it's it's often all about fulfilling our own destiny and being who we are and and maximizing that that, that, there's a good aspect of that but in actual fact if god has put gifts and talents within us once the spirit breathes upon them he's put them there for us to use for the common good to serve one another and to serve the world and, and and not just about fulfilling ourselves. And that's the difference between someone following Jesus and not. And it's quite important we get hold of that because when we look at the other gifts, the same thing applies. It's about what has God put within you? What has God made you? And am I running with that for him? Am I running with that for him? And I just want to just talk to one particular person here this morning. I'm not sure who it is, but I had, a, I had this picture in my mind of someone here this morning. And when you were a little child, you were, you, you were often laughed at for the, for the dreams that you had. You, you had all these dreams of, of being great or being a footballer or being something amazing. And people just used to laugh at you and say, oh, he's just, just fantasizing. And I just heard the laughter. And that, and in one sense, there's lots of children that a sort of come up with, you know, one day I want to be this, one day that. But, but for you, this really hurt. It really wounded and crushed something of who you were. And I just, I just saw that. And then what then happened was, is as you grew older and began to follow Jesus, what then happened was, is, is you started to get Big dreams for God on the inside. and But because of that putting down as a child and that crushing of your enthusiastic spirit, you, you know, if ever, anyone has ever watched Top Gear, you know, it's called James May, Captain Sensible. You became Captain Sensible. You became, no, I'm putting that down. I'm putting that down. And now it feels like it's, you, it's too late. And I just believe Jesus wants to encourage you and say, it's not too late, God has called you for great things. That dream that you had of, of, of preaching to many people, of serving him, of evangelising and winning many people for him, that actually was from him and now is the time to stir that up. And if anyone relates to that, it would be great to get some prayer on that because I believe God wants to just set you free from that putting down as a child and so just to conclude this first bit then those natural gifts and talents that we've got God wants to breathe upon them and use them for building his kingdom yeah and whatever, whatever they are God wants to just use, use them and wants you to run with him with that and it's not just about fulfilling yourself it's about fulfilling his call on your life and that's part of it And then we'll just move on to just look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit now. Next, which are the ones that the series is essentially about, and they, as we said last time, those gifts, as your natural gifts and talents are seeded at birth, but the gifts of the Holy Spirit—they're seeded when the power, when the Spirit comes upon you in power, when you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. That's where the seed of those is. But the same applies with your natural talents. It's then up to us to then desire and stir those up within us, which is part of what this this talk is about. This series is about. It's about us pushing into God for those because they are, as I say, as we said last time, that that our natural gifts and talents are about who we are and who God has made us to be. These gifts of the Spirit, these are about who the Holy Spirit is. And he wants to demonstrate who he is through us. And it says that when the Spirit, that they were to wait in Jerusalem till the Spirit came upon them in power. There is a power demonstration of who God is that he wants to stir up within us. Because he wants to demonstrate to the world. One time, we'll we'll look at how these gifts don't just apply internally, but are part of our mission. He wants to demonstrate to the world, through the church, who he is. And part of the way he does that is through the demonstration of these powerful gifts. And one of the things about the gifts of the Spirit is, as it says within there, is that there are different types and they all work in different kind of ways and there are different ways that they work. And sometimes we, again, when we go through each of them differently, we'll try and just expand and blow that out a little bit because sometimes we can get very into our narrow way of thinking, largely because of our experience and what we see. Oh, prophecy, that's when somebody s- stands up, shares something at the front and goes and sits back down. Healing all oh, that will work in one way and, and that, but actual fact it says here that they just they work in many 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 different ways and I just and, and sometimes be, and God, God works through who we are as well so when he uses us, he will then mix those with some of those natural gifts that we've got of who we are and that's how they express themselves so if one of our natural gifts is music creativity then when we demonstrate some of the other gifts the chances are that they will they will flow through that i remember a number of years ago sharing that i felt saw god using jane with her violin and when she played it people would be healed that's kind of... I haven't actually seen that happen yet, have we? But, so it might be wrong, but but that's kind of what, what we mean by the fact that they they don't always work just in the ways that we, they work through in diverse different ways, yeah? And But also, one of the things about them is, is when I was looking at this chapter of 1 Corinthians 12, I actually saw that they were like... It was almost like they were grouped together within themselves as types. So when he said that there were different types, they were then described as types, but, de- describe, but then they, they, they're linked together. And I can see mystical looks on faces peering above face masks, so I'm just going to take you through what I mean by that. Because, again, when we come to look at them in more detail, it's helpful to understand how that they themselves are different. So the first one is wisdom and knowledge. And it's interesting, wisdom and knowledge come together. And yet when you read, look in Scripture, wisdom and knowledge, and when we will look at these properly individually, wisdom and knowledge work together in Scripture. They are two things that are, are co-joined. And it's interesting that when they're listed here, they're listed together. And wisdom and knowledge are essentially about understanding and the mind. In other words, what we're talking about here is gifts of the Holy Spirit coming upon us that that operate within our mind and our understanding and our thinking. Yeah? Again, we will look at that in more detail, but it's just helpful to think of them in that, that way. Um, when we come on to the gift of knowledge, by the way, we, I, I will blow open some stuff on that that might surprise a few in terms of how it works. But So what we're talking about there is, the, it is wisdom and knowledge as gifts that come, come up upon us and affect our mind. So, so, so affect our mind, that's one way. They operate through the spirit working within our mind and understanding. Then the next three that are listed together are faith, healing and miracles. And um, they, if you think about all of those, they are all gifts that actually affect things that happen in the physical, natural realm, aren't they? Yeah? You you know, you don't have a... Well, you could have a healing of the mind, but it's actually affecting your, 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 your mental health. But it's something that's physically... Happens, isn't it? The same with miracles and that. So they're things that can be seen in that way. You can't see wisdom or knowledge. You can It can be expressed and it can be known. But they're, they're, they're gifts that work that way. So when we look at those, we'll expect those to work in quite a different way. And the way that they operate will be quite a different way. And they will... Um, have different effects. Some of this might seem blindingly obvious, but I think sometimes it's helpful to break it down like that so that when we then come to study them later, we can think, okay, we need to look at these slightly differently because the Holy Spirit's going to work differently in that way. And then the next two that come together are um, prophecy and discernment of spirits. And you think, what's discernment of spirits and prophecy got connected? Um, surely um, it should be knowledge and prophecy. Actually, it isn't when we come to look at it. I'll, I'll, we'll go into that, so you have to wait for that one. <clears throat> but actually, these uh, are actual gifts of the Holy Spirit that, that are to do with some revelation that comes from God. They're to do with seeing something. That's not necessarily a, a physical seeing, although people do often. See things as a as a picture in their mind, but they are something that's revealed so and seeing what's going on in the spirit realm, which is what discerning of spirits is sounds spooky, doesn't it but it's not as spooky as it must seem well, there are spooky aspects to it, but we needn't be worried about them but the <laughs> they're they're to do with seeing something, so like there's a story in the Old Testament where um it and e- Elisha was, um, the, the, all the people of God were all surrounded by this massive army. Uh, and Elisha the prophet was there, totally nonchalant and calm and whatever. He said, why aren't you scared? He says, well, those that, those that are for us are more than those that are against us. And he saw all the angels of God that were all there to fight on, um, um, on behalf of the people of God. So perceiving what's going on with angels and stuff like that is to do with discernment of spirits. So, And prophecy works in a similar way. So those two gifts actually work very, very similar. So when we look at those, they there. And then we've got the gift of, of tongues, or, you know, it sounds a bit weird, but it means unknown languages or language of the spirit. And we'll look at And then the interpretation of those, those... Again, those two gifts were very—they were hand in hand. In actual fact, it says later on when you talk about when we look at how these things work in a church setting, it says really you have to have those two working together because um, it's a bit pointless having one without the other. So they work, but they use language. They use our vocal, vocal spoken—that's what they're to do with. So when again, when the Spirit is moving and He's working amongst us, again that will be to do with our spoken. Now, obviously, we think of prophecy as speaking, but actually prophecy is essentially about seeing. It does then involve communicating and speaking out, but it's coming from what is seen, whereas this is a different type of operation of the gift of the Spirit. So, again, all of this sounds kind of a little bit abstract and theoretical, but I wanted to do it as almost like a foundation, really, of saying... When we come to look at these, this is how we need to look at them. But if we just go back to where we started from last time and go back to where we where we started from today, it's, it's the Holy Spirit that gives them. We can learn all about them as much as we like, but it's about receiving these gifts from the Holy Spirit. And then I just want to just talk a little bit, finally, how we doing for time. Yeah, we've got about five minutes, haven't we? um just just wrap it up about people gifts we can always do a session on this is is that what then what the there are is that God will give people gifts to the church in order to serve the body and to serve the church and these gifts are seeded from a calling from God it says that Paul called to be an apostle not Paul thought it was a good idea to be one and had filled out a questionnaire that, that meant that he ticked those boxes and that's what he got. He was called to be that. yeah. And if someone isn't called to be that, then don't worry about it. Don't do it. It's to do with being called to serve. And quite often, there can, in some church settings, there can be quite a perverted way that church leadership is looked at. And, and, and people think of these as being... Um, Titles and offices. Oh, I hate the word office. Oh, I upset somebody in a meeting a couple of years ago when they were using the word office of the Prophet and, and just I didn't mean to upset them, but it just jangled with me. Because these aren't to do with offices and titles. It's like you go to Uganda and they say the Prophet and Pastor So and so, or whatever. It isn't. <laughs> they are just a call that God has put upon people, and a way that people serve—that is then record. Oh, that person serves the church in that way, yeah. And they probably aren't; don't have to be employed by the church or anything. They're just gifts that God has given to serve the church, and they're there to equip the church, not to promote themselves. That's what they're for. They're there to help the church in moving to different areas, and that's what they're there for. And, and I just want to just touch very finely on... If we go back to the diagram, please, Claire, if that's all right. Um, I just wanted just to, just to touch very finally on this. is The diagram is drawn deliberately like this. Can you see there's, like, crossovers between that? And it just helps us understand the gifts if we realise that they're not always in set boxes. Yeah? It's that some people can have naturally, spiritually wired. Yeah? Oh, that's a bit odd. What's he saying there? Yeah. And if they don't follow Jesus, they become psychics or faith healers or something like that because they're wired that way. And there are some people whose natural gifts will help with the way that they serve. It's not that suddenly, all of a sudden, they become something completely different and outside of themselves Of who they are, because God, if God calls somebody to something, He'll often call them based upon this, and then also these gifts of the Spirit here that we can that can be given. That when you look at you, you read in Scripture, it appears that sometimes they they came upon people, but then there are other times when they became part of who people were. So you talk about people prophesying, and then it will talk about one who prophesies, and then it might talk about a prophet. Do you see? And so these things can become part of of who we are, and they do cross over. And sometimes it's helpful when we're looking at Scripture to think of it like that. And and that's why I started off by saying we need to stop separating naturally the natural and the supernatural going back to what we said earlier about if we're naturally talented with music the chances are that when the spirit moves upon us that's how he's gonna use us if one of our natural giftings entrepreneurship and things like that then the gift of supernatural giving and faith will probably work as we use it for god and those things all work together so is that of any help to anybody as i say we're running out of time and these are just a very quick snapshot because I do want to um, to conclude with where we go with this and then we can wrap, wrap this up because we want to just bring it all in, in into land. Yeah? There is a verse in Scripture that is one of the verses that we will look at as we move on in the thing where it talks about eagerly desiring the spiritual gifts. And I just want to Put within your, I just hope that part of what I'm trying to put within people today is that something will stir within us that eagerly desires. There's absolutely nothing that my lecturing or however goodly or badly I communicate it can ever do to give us one of these gifts. They come from the Holy Spirit and our response is to eagerly desire, to desire with passion and zeal not for ourselves not because we've got some idea of wouldn't it i'd love to stand at the front and perform but because i want to serve the body i want to demonstrate the power of the kingdom within the church and to my non-christian friends and because i want god's power yeah and, and i just that it is eagerly desire and then, as we said last time, ask. But let's get an eager desire within our heart for these gifts. And then the next, next one I've got is to ask yourself, maybe spend some time got over Christmas as well, what gifts and talents has God put within you that might be lying dormant or you might be using them? But what gifts and talents has God put within you? And how can the Holy Spirit fan those into flame? To serve for the common good, for the building up of the body, yeah. And by that, it doesn't mean that you, you know, if you're a Premier League football player, which no one is here, that you suddenly give that up and play in the church football team. It 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 means that you use it like like Eric Little on the charts of Phaedrus is when our. I run, I feel his pleasure. It means that you're serving God for his glory within that. And that in itself will build up the body because you're serving God and not yourself with what you've got. One thing that really encouraged me on the subject of Premier football players, I was reading the Sunday Times the other week, and they actually said if you live in London and you want to see a a Premier League football player, one of the best places to go is Hillsong's church in London because a bunch of those um, England football players that are on there, um, um, I can't remember all the names now, are actually members of that church and serving Jesus, do you know what I mean, at the same time as being superstars. So it's whatever it is, let's just put our gifts on, under his his authority and not box them into, well, that's my normal life, and I get on there, and I fulfill myself with that, and I do that, and then that's my church life, where I do my little bit in the church. But let's put our gifts under his lordship, and let the fire of the Spirit breathe upon them. Yeah, If we're naturally generous, let the fire of God breathe upon us with a supernatural faith and gift of giving. If we're if we've got natural musical talents, let's let the fire of God stir our worship to serve with that. You know what I mean? Whatever, if we're artistic and creative, there's a guy called Belziel or something in the Old Testament, and it says that he was filled with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, knowledge, there we go, two of those gifts of the Spirit, and artistic and craft skills. How about that? <laughs> yeah, um, And... There they go, all crossed over into, into on there. Wisdom, knowledge, artistic and craft. Bang! For the glory of God. Yeah? And finally, has there ever been a point in your life where you felt God calling you to something? Where you felt a stirring in your heart and a calling from God? If there is, I really encourage you To talk to someone about that and get some encouragement to be used by that. Because I believe God wants to call many people within Hope Church to many things. Yeah? And I'm not saying apostles, prophets, or whatever, but God, God will be calling people to stuff. God will have done it and so it says that. You know, many are called, but few are chosen. And I actually feel that what that means is, is that God calls many people, but a lot of them don't don't run with it for all sorts of reasons. And we will do a topic on that. So that's the end of my talk for today. Let's I encourage you let's let's run with it. So the next one will be in beginning of February, hopefully.